generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Mark chapter 2 from verse 1. The word says, And again he entered Capernaum, as Jesus, after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Somebody say it was heard. Somebody say Jesus is in the house. It was heard that he, Jesus, was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together. Watch that, gathered, then watch that together. Gathered together. Gathered together. Gathered, somebody say gathered. Together. All the men shout gathered. All the women shout together. All the women shout gathered. Men shout together. Observe that. So that there was no room, no longer room to receive them. Not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic, a man who couldn't walk, whose body was dysfunctional, whose faculties had broken down. Bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near Jesus because of the crowd, they tore the roof. They uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and risen in their hearts. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in the spirit that they risen thus within themselves, he said to them, Why do you reason about those things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise, take up your bed and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, Arise, Take up your bed and go to your house. Let's read verse 12 together. Immediately he arose, louder, took up the bed, went out in the presence of them all, so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. Help me go to seven people and tell them uh, a shift is coming into your life. Yes, 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 yes. Say to seven people, a shift is coming into your life. A shift is coming to your life. Now you're going to tell seven other people, tell them, but you have to stay connected. Oh my God, I don't know who it is I'm preaching to this morning, but I feel a bit of a preach on me before I begin to teach this morning I feel the Holy Ghost about to run somebody over a shift is coming into your life but guess what Tolu you have to stay 
connected. King Solomon, you have to stay connected. Enoch, you have to stay connected. VDO, you have to stay connected. VDO be like, can I not just attend the service without Pastor calling my name? Don't worry, when we become 5,000 members, I might not be able to call everybody's name, but right now I can call you by name. Lolu, get ready. A shift is coming to your house. Dolakbo, Dolakbo, a shift is coming to your life. Toby Kareem, I love your energy on Mixler, but a shift is coming to your life. Tosin, I don't know what you're looking at on your phone, but a shift is coming into your life. If you don't believe it, keep on laying down there like the paralytic man. But if you believe it, that an edification is coming into your life to pull you out of the position of dysfunction. Yes, I know your spirit is agile. Yes, I know your spirit is on fire. But guess what? Your finances are paralytic. Your relationship paralytic. Your business paralytic. Your social proof paralytic. Your affairs and the things of the culture paralytic. But God is connecting you to four men who will carry your matter on their head. Yeko Sabataya. This man would have died paralyzed but he was connected to four men I feel the Holy Ghost in here some of the four men are already around you by the way when I say men they can be weak men oh they can be big men strong men mighty men strange men but a connection these sticks is coming into your life that will elevate you my God if you believe it shout I believe it Father, we thank you that in this house there's revival fire. Things that were dead are being revived. Relationships that were battered, broken down. Helpful destiny connections that were dismembered and fractured are being revisited by the healing balm of God. Healing is coming into relationships that were fractured. Hurts that was caused is being overlooked. Wrongdoing is being forgiven. People are coming into divine partnerships for fellowship, for edification. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory that we have friends in high places. Oh, Lako Samantha, you're opening our eyes to see the people you've sent into our lives. We give you praise, our Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Somebody say it louder, amen. amen. Say it louder, 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 amen. And you may be seated and tell somebody in your life right now, tell that person, Stay connected. Stay connected. Media, you might want to quickly help me. Larry, check, check your WhatsApp and check. Find out if we can get the sound out on that video. If we can get the sound out on the, on the video, just let me know. So I know how to fit that into. By the way, thank you for your giving. We just got a new TV screen, as you can see. I would just suspect the people that didn't see anything were actually not giving. So they just felt like, why should I? Thank you for your giving. We just bought a new TV screen. <laughs> One of the things I want to start out with this morning is to let you understand that, just signal me, let me know if we have it, right? Because it's supposed to come earlier in the message. It's to help us understand that God never planned for you to do life by yourself. It was not the original design of God for you to do life by yourself. 
So even when it comes to the matter of divorce, when they ask Jesus, is it okay for a man or a man, right, to put his wife away because of adultery? He said that Moses gave us a bill of divorcement. Jesus said to them, in the beginning, it was not so. He said, but because of the hardness of your heart. He's saying that even in matters as terrible as adultery, adulteration, pollution, contamination, desecration of the marriage bed, he's saying that God will even still allow or prefer that the marriage stays together somehow. Why? Because God prides unity over convenience. God prides unity over preference. Now, I'm not talking about your boyfriend cheating on you. Your boyfriend cheating on you is not yet one with you. Your boyfriend cheating on you, you have all the licenses in the world to say, go and join thyself. So that you're already married to that person, right? But when you're married, it says that you're already one with that person. So in a manner of speaking, that is issue of adultery, not to blame the victim, not to blame the victim or make the victim lame, but in a manner of speaking, that person has also joined your own body to the person they cheated with. But the point I'm really trying to make is that when they asked just about that, it was saying that I would rather even prefer the integrity of that marriage. Glory to the Most High God. You walk in grace. You will not desecrate your marriage in the name of Jesus. It says, because I pride unity. Why? Because when that marriage is fractured, guess what? There is a part of that man that he never gets back again. There's a part of that woman that never gets back again. There's a part of their collective relationships that never come back together again. If they have children, there's a part of the children that is fractured and it's going to take an intensive work of the Holy Spirit to begin to remold or build those children again. Some of you grew up in homes where the parents were separated. You possibly understand what I'm talking about a whole lot more than others of us. There's some of you who never knew you, maybe your fathers or your mothers. The broken home broke something in you. It fractured something in you. God never designed for you to do life alone. So when he made Adam, he didn't just make Adam. He took a rib out of the side of Adam and he made him a helpmate. I know we can get the visuals. I want to know that we can get the, the sound or use the microphone or something. Can we get the sound? You're working on it. All right. Right? So God never expects you to be a lone ranger because we have it. Do we have it? Are we sure we have it? All right, great. Well, I'm going to show you a video shortly. He never expected you to be a lone ranger, to just go around doing life by yourself, keeping to yourself, sometimes being lonely or sometimes not being lonely, being obnoxious, being proud, being full of yourself, being cantankerous. You find it difficult to get feedback. That is the devil's strategy. It is the enemy's strategy to dismember you, to fracture you, to break you down. So let's look real quick at the book of Ephesians chapter 4. At Ephesians chapter 4, let me read a couple of things to you from the book of Ephesians chapter 4. The word says from verse 9, media help us. Ephesians 4 from verse 9. Sorry about distractions, just trying to get this to work. From verse 9, it says, now this, he ascended. What does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He, that's Jesus Christ, who descended is also the one who ascended far above all heavens that he might feel all things. Now, was it talking about that when Jesus Christ died and was buried, he descended into the lower parts of the earth? The resurrection power of God brought him out of the lower parts of the earth and raised them up. That's what it's talking about there. And the whole purpose is that he will fill all things with himself. He said to do that, he gave some. He gave, he himself gave some to be apostles. 
some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For what? The equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. So even to equip you for your ministry, for your life, for your destiny, God appoints people for your life. Please write this down. I have appointed relationships. My inability to identify and align with the appointed relationships in my life will leave me in a place of undue vulnerability, in a place of undue weakness and undue exposure. Write that down. I have appointed relationships. At every stage of your life, there are people that God has appointed to you. There are people that God has sent to you. But you know, sometimes because of pride, we repel people who are supposed to be a helper. Who knows what I'm talking about? People who are, maybe, we just feel like, why do you love me so much? Have you ever attracted people in your life before that they were choking with love? You became suspicious. Come on, somebody. Some of them were not sent by hell to seduce you. They were sent by heaven to help you. But because you were not used to that level of loyalty, you were reacting to their kindness. Oh, can I talk right now? They were sent to help you, to build you up. And the enemy is the master of illusion or distortion. One of the worst things that could happen to a person is for you to see your helpers as your haters. And see your haters as your helpers. Because when you see your helpers as your haters, the suggestions that should advance your life, you will see it as criticism. Oh, come on. And if you see your haters as your helpers, what they are using to try to distract and destroy you, you will embrace it and think that it's, a, it's good advice. I pray for the spirit of discernment to be unlocked in a greater dimension and capacity in your life. That you will see things as God sees them in the name of Jesus. So there are people who are appointed into your life to help you mature. But it's not just about that. He says, for the edifying of the, is it the head of Christ has said? The what of Christ? The body of Christ. Now, does a body have parts or not? Talk to me. What are the parts of your body? Your eyes, your legs, your hands, your chin, your beard. Your ankles. Now, do the eyes look like the legs? We'll come to that shortly. He says, the body of Christ. And what's the next thing it says? Till we all come to the unity of the faith. If you don't come help me, Japheth, come help me. By the way, I love Japheth's jacket. You've got to make me that jacket. Come, come real quick. GB, come help me. Femi, come help me. Let me call women too. Rosie, come help me. Rosie, come help me. Sister Vika Vik, come help me. This is the Christ. I am the Christ. Who's the Son of God? Who's the Son of God? Jesus Christ. Who's he according to this? To this text. Jesus Christ is what? The perfect man. Right. Are you getting that? Jesus, son of God, he's the perfect man. His body is a perfect man of the order of his perfection. Now he said that we're different people. Body, eyes, ears, legs, hands, and all of that. And it says that till we all come. Stand over there. Could you just space out? Stand over there, son. Stand over there. Stand over there. Someone space up. Yeah. 
till we all come. Right? Stand over there. Sorry. Fido looks at her and says, stand over there. Stand over there. No, no, no Fido, stand here. Vicky, stand over there. Fido looks at her and says, Vicky, you are supposed to be here. You are not acting like Christ. You are not as humble as Christ. You are not as kind as Christ. You are not as sacrificial as Christ. Is Fido right about Vicky? It's not a trick question. Is Fido right about Vicky? Is Fidel, who's meek like Christ, is he as sensitive as Christ? Why? Because there is what? A gap. Now, I'm not talking about your spirit. I'm talking about your manifestation. In your spirit, you are exactly like Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. But the Bible says, God looks at the heart and men look at the outward. Let your light so shine before God. Before men. So the light that you have in your spirit, man, must become illumination through the corridors of your soul to the expressions of your daily life. Now, whilst Fidel is saying, but you're not like this, like Christ, like that, like Christ, guess what's happening? If she gets into an argument, does any one of them get closer to Christ? Talk to me. Is there any one of them who's going to become more like Christ? How about if Fidel says, oh, my, my sister Vicky, she's, she's not as kind as Christ. But maybe it's because she's not being shown the kindness of Christ. So let me show us some kindness. And every time you manifest something of Christ, you're moving Christ's word. So by doing that, what happens to Fidel, he takes a step in the direction of Christ. Take a step. Now, when you show her kindness, you are bringing her from a previous level of kindness to the level of kindness that you're operating at. So take a step. By showing kindness, are they closer to the manifestation of Christ? How many people are coming? So there is none of us who is the perfect expression of the Christ in our natural disposition. He didn't say till servants come or leaders come or preachers come till who all comes. We all come. Why do we need to all come? Every time I say Christ, every time I say be like Christ, take a step and move in my direction. Be like Christ. 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 Social distance. Being like Christ. What's happening? Who am I? I'm the Christ. In the body, what am I? The head. Who's she? Maybe she's the eyes. Who's he? Maybe he's the hands. Who's he? Maybe he's the chest. Who's he? Maybe he's the vocal cords. Who's he? The heart. It says the heart. Who's he? The shoulder. So it is our coming towards Christ that brings us together. Because the closer we move towards Christ, we naturally become closer together. Are you all getting that now? You, you've got to understand this. Go back to different places where you came from. You've got to get it. As long as I'm lecturing and say, can't you be like Christ? We're going to get into an argument. And this is the reason people leave families, leave churches, leave ministries. Because instead of everybody becoming more like Christ, people are trying to lecture about the Christ. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, 
soon. Can I talk a little bit? So GB, he's the nose. He can smell. How many of you know people that can smell things from your gates? Your neighbors that can smell the fried fish. Can smell it. Ah, I just can't greet you. How far now? The boy waiting to play. Please, can you play out of my compound? They can smell things. So Jim is the nose. He smells things. He sniffs. Hmm, something is smelling fishy. Even though the Bible says that we should desire to sell milk and then move to strong meat. But some people can smell fish in the body of Christ. So they are smelling. But guess what? Smelling is not all we need. We need somebody who can help us speak to the hand that will clean up the fish you are smelling. So your nose can smell poop, but your nose cannot pack it. Some of y'all get it. Your nose can smell poop, right? But it can't pack it. Is there anybody who has packed it with their nose before? So the fact that you can spot a problem does not mean you are the best person equipped to solve it. This is the reason you notice many people who are critics, they struggle to build. Are you hearing this now? Do you have people in your comment section? They don't have content, but every time you post content, they want to comment. Because they lack depth to create, they can only criticize. So they need somebody who can show them their own creative capacity. Now what happens sometimes is that everybody's lecturing, but if we take one step in the direction of Christ, then the gap between both of them will be closing. This is the reason the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. So I'm going to use two people as, you're the Christian wife, you're the playboy. Jesus said, ah, you're the playboy, right? <laughs> now when the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, what it's saying is, you people are not facing the same direction. You're looking at Christ. He's looking at crisis. So every time you say we're moving forward, he's moving further away from the Christ. You're moving to Christ. So take a step forward. Yes. Take a step forward. Take a step forward. Take a step forward. Take a step forward. Take a step. Can you see? Yes, gone lower. Take a step forward. At some point, she's going to decide whether I will go with the Christ or I will go with the crisis. Two different directions. Two different directions. Now, one more thing. When you're moving in the direction of Christ, guess what? Not everybody moves at the same pace. So don't judge me that I'm moving slow. Remember that even though the cheetah made it to the ark, the snail also did. So sometimes we judge people because they are not moving at our pace. But you don't know who broke me before I... Oh, God. You don't know what happened to me before I started coming to the gathering of believers again. You don't know. My suspicion level for pastors is still high. So I don't give. I don't pray. I don't sing. But you, your father was a pastor. Your grandfather was a pastor. Your great-grandfather was a pastor. So when you're speaking to people, you haven't speaking in tongues. I don't even understand this tongue thing yet. But I'm still coming. Somebody say, keep on coming. Somebody shout, keep on coming. Somebody say, take a step. 
make a move. You might not sound like us, look like us, be like us, but you don't have to sound like us, be like us, look like us, be like Christ, move in the direction of Christ, and one day, guess what? We will all come to the unity. Guess, oh, Mashaya. What's unity? The central word is what? Units. One. Somebody say come. Look at somebody say you've got to come to the unity of the faith of the Son of God. So when everybody's coming together, guess what? The head is Christ. The head is there. But God wants his body on earth. His body is the representation. This is the reason the Bible says all men shall know that you are my disciples. Come together. When you come together, when they see that you're not fighting on Twitter, you're not fighting on Instagram, you're not fighting offline, you're not dissing somebody on your WhatsApp status so that three of your friends know who exactly it is you're talking about, who you are dragging. Come on, somebody. How will you have time to drag when the Bible says they that wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings as of eagles when we come together? He said, even the world will know that there is a difference about those guys, that there is something different, that the love of God is pulling them together. I don't know who I'm talking to, but in the month of February, you're not going to expend your energy on gossip, on infighting, on division, on crisis, or tension. The Bible says when the early church operated together, the fear their fear was on all the multitudes somebody said take a step you know what that means compromise because when you're in your isolated spaces you don't know whose body is smelling but you cannot tell me that they were Noah's ark for all those months and nobody was farting Unity means that our corporate security means more to me than my personal convenience. It means I can endure your fat. Some of you are not getting them. Some of you, any small mess, they're like, somebody messed up, I'm out. Somebody messed up, I'll stay. Somebody messed up, I'll look for the disinfectant. Sorry. Oh, well, some people's fat is disinfectant. I'll look for the air freshener. Somebody messed up, I'm going to find a way to clean it up. Somebody messed up, I'm not the person to broadcast it. I'm the person to cover. For love covers a multitude of sins. That's what family is. That's what Christ is. That's what being together is. That the closer you get to me, the more I notice that, oh, do you know she was fine from afar, but when she got close, she's far from fine. Because the closer you are, you can see their vulnerabilities. But guess what? The reason you can see is so you can cover it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You won't believe how strong the church would be if we understood this. You won't believe how powerful the church would be. How were 12 men able to turn everything upside down? The Bible says they had all things in common. So Felix was not saying, ah, you know, this is my kaftan is for senatorial achievers. Jimmy, when you step up, let's talk some more. No. Jesus and his disciples, they were so in tune and in sync that when they came to arrest Jesus, do you know what? They didn't know who he was. Somebody had to identify him with a kiss. So any one of them looked as good as Jesus. 
nobody was forming a more spiritual and more exclusive have you heard my tongues my tongues have quadratic equation raised to power seven no everybody was open everybody was going together that's the kind of house we are that's the kind of a, that's why i don't wear things that nobody can afford i could wear some power suits i could put some high flying pocket squares and a pocket pin and all of that but i just want to look like you can be like this you can dress like this i'm not saying i'll never wear that once in a while but i never want anybody to feel oppressed intimidated used up and all of that i want everybody to know that there is a place for you here and that we need what you carry as much as you need what we carry that's what's going to make a difference that's what's going to create the ship that's what's going to move us forward the bible says though i speak with the tongues of men and the tongues of angels and i have no love i'm like a tingling symbol god will be like who's making noise there you heal the sick noise maker huh? you raise the dead noise maker you speak in tongues noise maker but you show love eh that is my Peking. Why is God not impressed? Because witches can heal the sick temporarily. Magicians can do that. The devil has lying wonders. But you know what the devil has, has not? True love. So the devil can work miracles, but he does not have true love. So the distinguishing mark of a true believer is not the power of spiritual gifts, even though that's important, and we're activating more of them in this house. It is the love of God. And when we come together, there is affirmation. Somebody say love. Somebody shall come. Look at somebody say move. Once we're together like this, if I sense that Vicky, because now she's closer, and I sense that she's not looking quite herself, you know what goes on? Ministry of intercession. It's interceding, and I see, oh, this guy is not acting himself. I have a talk with him. Brotherhood. Friendship. Because what has happened in many local assemblies is that people show up to perform. How should I look so that they will think I am still in the faith? How am I coming across? Because we need to return to that place of authenticity. I need, I need to move. Thank you guys. Please put your hands together for them. In our text, we find this man. <laughs> this man is paralyzed. The Bible says he's a paralytic. In other words, this is not just some kind of momentary issue. He's been in this space for a while. He can't move himself. He can't carry himself. Certain parts of his body, they are dysfunctional. And the word says that Jesus was in the house and the people were gathered together. Somebody say gathered together. The word says that noise, the presence of Jesus ab abroad. One of the things that we must learn to do increasingly in this house is noise the presence of Jesus. God speaks to you. God sends your word in this house. You get healed. Noise it. Why? Because to not noise it, watch this. To not noise it is to leave a man somewhere paralyzed. Until they noise the presence of Jesus, this paralytic never knew Jesus was there. Come on, somebody. Oh, can I, can I just talk to people who, who understand what it means to be paralyzed? Is there anybody here who's been paralyzed before? I'm not talking about your body. But is there anybody here who was at some point on the bed of fornication and you couldn't move yourself out? 
Uh, you don't need to smile. Just, 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 just smile in your heart. Uh, anybody here who was ever stuck on pornography and you try to move yourself, but you couldn't move yourself out. Uh, if you're looking too serious, I'm going to suspect you right now. <laughs> anybody here? Oh, come on, come on. If you can't see, I just say, just say glory. Just say glory. Anybody here who was stuck in an anger problem? You will say, I will never be angry again. But one thing before you know, you smash glass and use it to put tribe down marks on somebody. You autograph their face with the shards of broken glass because of your anger. Anybody like that here who's been through that before? Anybody who's been paralyzed? Is there anybody who's been paralyzed in some area before? Wave your hands. An area where you could not move yourself, where you could not move anybody who's grateful that when they were paralyzed, they heard about Jesus. They heard about Jesus. Isn't that interesting? Now this man, he was paralyzed, but then he heard. Something you are hearing will determine your movement. Something you're hearing. He heard about Jesus. And four friends, associates came to help me. Let me give you four major things. And then I'll trick the text a little bit. Why are associations important? Why is it important to stay connected or to watch your connections? Number one, your associations will determine your perception. Your associations will determine your perception. So this man was paralyzed, but guess what? His four friends came and said, See, let's go and talk to Jesus. I'm not sure. It was originally his idea to go to Jesus. I'm not sure. How many of you know that there have been times in your life where you had an issue, a complication, a challenge, and your friend came and said, You know what? this thing let's let's go and see a doctor and you're like i'm not sure i should go and see a doctor but then the prevail maybe a second friend came and you eventually went or someone says oh put in for the scholarship or go for this competition anybody want a friend like that who helped you to believe at some point who shaped your thinking and said this thing is still possible your perception so if you have friends with the wrong mindset, guess what's going to happen? You arrive at the wrong conclusions. Your perception will be wrong. And you might be like, well, they're not really influencing me. But is there anybody who's going to be honest enough to say that some of the worst things you ever did in your life, you did it because a friend told you to? Oh, show me your hand. Your friend. Say, let's just go. Party after party after. Anybody like that? Raise your hand. All that applies to you, raise your hand. TikTok. All that applies to you, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you ever went to the club because a friend said. Either your first time or your last time was a friend that took you to a club. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you ever stole anything. Whether it's chewing gum, toothpick, cone. Because a friend said to be a good idea. Raise your hand if you got into any kind of sexual immorality. Porn. Masturbation. Sleeping with sex toys. Come on, y'all, raise your hands. Raise your, any kind. Any kind. Oh, some of you, no friend. You did it all by yourself. You're fully loaded. Lord, ding, ding, ding. By yourself. Raise your, raise your hand if you fought because a friend encouraged you to fight. You tore her dress. How dare you wink at my boyfriend in GS3? 
Are you mad? Raise your hand if you were disrespectful to authority because a friend empowered you. House master. Which kind of house master? I'll show you I'm somebody's mistress. See the influence of friends. Look at somebody say your friends are shaping your life. So if your friends are shaping your life, the shape of your life is a reflection of your friends. If you say, I have no friend, maybe your life is quite shapeless. You know why? Because even God called Abraham his friend. But you say, I'm too big for friendship. That means you are bigger than God. Even God said, I will not do this thing because there are many friendship problems. One of the problems is not having friends. Some people don't have friends. So you make all your decisions yourself. Nobody can tell you the truth. Nobody can fight you. Nobody can wrestle you. But the Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend. So every time a friend wounds you, you run away bleeding without realizing that many times some of the deepest wounds can only also be healed by the people that wounded you. I'm talking about faithful wounds. I'm not talking about sexual things. Ah, he wounded me, broke my hymen. Let him come and mend it receive the ministration of life that's not the kind of wound I'm talking about that one Jesus is the doctor angel <laughs> that kind of wound no man actually you know, there are surgical things that people do these days right but see this now you need friends. Even God called Abraham his friends. John 15, 15. Jesus said, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. Why? Because servants do not know the thoughts of their masters. So number one, your perception is shaped by your friends. Your friends were the ones that told you it's not bad to kiss now. What's wrong with kissing? But then he discovered that from kissing, you graduated. Because everybody gets tired of saying one times one, one, two times two, four. After that, you want to go to higher things. Eight times three, brackets, raised to power four. Are you understand the quadratic equations of emotional expression? It starts with a simple kiss, but after a while, comma, jot, vector, all of that starts coming in. But it started with a friend telling you it's not a big deal somebody shout now your perception how about your perception about money some of you are stuck in the same income gap why because all your friends are always saying i'm broke i'm broke i'm broke and if you have five broke friends you're likely to become the sixth perception how you view life the Bible says Peter and John were going to the temple at the hour of prayer. Where are your own friends going to? Perception. Number two, your friends will determine your decisions. Somebody said decisions. Oh, shout it. Decisions. What you decide to do. Raise your hand if you ever... Oh, how many of you guys remember that haircut called Tyson? Tyson haircut. Do you know Tyson haircut? That you shave this place like this? Holyfield haircut? What did you guys have? Just Gray Macba was what you had? Dallas. Gallas. <laughs> Very last, recent. 
Ladies, how many of you ever did a hairdo because your friend said so? You decided. What you didn't realize that was your head, your friend's head was round like orange. Yours was like pineapple. So the fact that it fit your, your friend, come and talk to me. So your friend, when your friend wore the hairdo, everyone was like, ah, ah, kill them. I don't know why they like saying, why do you want to kill people? I'm a meal, I'm a snack. White people. Kill them. Finish them. Why? That's what they said to your friend. But you, when you showed up, instead of saying, kill them, who killed you? Your head was different. But you decided, by your head, I mean physical head, not head, like, right? Your decisions by your friend, the decision to start sleeping over. You sleep over, you sleep over, you sleep S L E E P over, then one day you S L I P over because one of you will slip a hand into something that will become over, O V A. So y'all didn't know what it is. And they now say, Jehovah, it's your name. Decisions. Before, you were very scared of the club. Innocent girl. They used to call you Sister Mary of Christ. Saint Agnes. Whenever you walked, your skirt was... All... And you were very pious. But now all of a sudden, what happened to you? Your decisions. And by friends, watch this. By friends, I'm not just talking about people who are close, but what timelines do you spend time on online? That person is a friend of yours in your mind. That's why some people, they had a crush on Denzel, Will Smith, Eva Mendes, Tom Cruise, someone even mentioned it. I don't forget my crush or Tom Cruise. Putting you on a cruise. Just <laughs> the fact that your hair is Jerry curls does not mean you attract Tom Cruise. So you'll get it next year. Tom and Jerry. Your friends. You choose your friends and then your friends eventually choose the outcomes of your life. This man's friends decided that they were going to carry him. Do you know how, they, how I know they decided? The man was too powerless to decide for himself. So they carried him. Who are you surrounded by in the moments of vulnerability? When you are angry and you want to burn them with fire, are you surrounded by people who bring the living water to douse it? Or those who bring diesel, ke petrol, kerosene, par what else? Gas? Methane, fire, burn them, burn them. I will burn the world. Who are you surrounded by? Number three, watch this. Your friends will determine your actions. There are people today that don't serve God. Why? A friend is like, please leave all those church things. Leave what church? I've done it before. You will soon outgrow these things. It's a face of human evolution. We're in a post-Christian world postmodern existence. Grow up. Wake up. I've been like you before. A friend. 
Which friend are you exposing yourself to? Number four, your friends will eventually determine your destination. So your perceptions, your decisions, your actions, your destinations. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, it says, Do not be deceived. Evil communication will corrupt good manners. Evil communication will co- it said, Don't be deceived. In other words, don't say, No, nobody influences me. I'm a man of my words. That's what your dad said. Until all of a sudden, his friends led him to grow the business by giving bribes. That was what your uncle said. I'm a man of integrity until he found it easy to camp with people who drink after work. And he said, I don't drink, I'm just a social observer. From observation to participation. I'm not going to drink a lot, just give me just a little something light. I'm not really hungry, something light. And then from drinking, something light increased it because the human mind wants progress. Are you getting this now? Four friends, question, are you powerful enough to still retain the loyalty of four friends even when there is nothing becoming about you? Because you've got to give it to this man that even though he had no physical apparatus to move by himself, he still had friends. Can I ask you a question? If you're down and out and there's nobody around you, don't you think it's time for you to examine what you were doing and who you were helping when you were not down and out. I pray for somebody who is isolated and lonely right now. That this week the Lord will open your eyes to see exactly what you need to do to rise from that place where there is no help and no support to be able to attract the right kind of divine support. The four friends found him and they carried, the Bible says that he was lame and they carried him. He was paralyzed, they carried him. Mark chapter 2, they carried him. Those four friends said, we are going to carry your matter on our head. I am praying for somebody who is too weak to help himself, to help herself, that God will open your eyes to see the four men. Somebody say four men. Somebody shout four men. I didn't say say, I said shout it now. Shout it louder. Four, one to the right, one to the left, one in front, one behind. Four men. Those four men carried a man who could not carry himself. Not only did they carry him, they brought him to the door. There is a place you can't take yourself to. There is a place that no matter how hard you try, your perception needs some work. Your decisions need some work. Because every time God is speaking to you about healing the sick and raising the dead, he does not register. So you know what God is going to do? He's going to bring a friend close to you who has healed the sick and raised the dead. That's what God does. But if you are not careful, you will be intimidated by them. You will think that when they are sharing their testimony, they are proud. And your little self wants to shrink. But I'm grateful to God that when you shrink from that person sharing the testimony about how God used them to heal the sick, guess who you bump into? Somebody who says, I prayed for somebody who had cancer. Because God will hem you in with the men that you need. This is the reason you don't go to 
the next level until you are provoked and intimidated. It is difficult. God has got to shape those four elements in your life. To shape your perception. To shape your decision. To shape your actions and your destinations. That's why you will say, I just bought land for 350000 And your uncle will be like, I just bought land of 35 million. And you think they are trying to, they are not trying to intimidate you. They are friends of your destiny. By the way, many people who are friends of your body are enemies of your destiny. And many people that seem to be haters, oh my God, who seem to be, sorry, many people who are lovers of your body, I meant to say, are haters of your destiny. And many people that seem to be haters of your convenience, they are the true friends of your destiny. A true friend of your destiny will make you restless in the now, will make you uncomfortable with your past achievements. We keep pushing you. That's why, don't forget, when Jesus said the Son of Man must go to the cross, he must suffer many things. Ah, he must die. Do you know what Peter said? Peter said to Jesus, God forbid. He was telling Jesus, you will not die in the name of Jesus. Can you imagine what Peter was saying? He was saying to the God flesh, God man, God forbid that you die. Do you know what Jesus said to Peter? He didn't say, eh, let's think about it. He said, I rebuke you, Satan. Because in that moment, even though some moments earlier, Peter had shown himself a friend of Jesus' destiny by speaking about him being the son of man, of the son of God. In that moment, he was an enemy of destiny. I proclaim concerning your life that God will surround you with people who make you uncomfortable with your current level, who seemingly intimidate you, but you will turn the intimidation into inspiration. Those four men will carry you. Your own friends will lift you. In the name name of Jesus somebody shout yes they brought the paralytic man the brother politic what's going on here the brother politic man by four men or uh, the four men brought the man to Jesus and to the house and the word says watch this that there was no room listen to this a sign of promotion is that where God is taking you to it already looks crowded <laughs> you will look at that field and say there are many coaches now there are many pastors now and there are many people now I was listening to a man of God uh, if you're calling the five more prominent men of God in Nigeria this man of God is arguably one of the five you want to push it maybe one of the seven he said about 25 years ago when God said move to Lagos he was saying but there are already many churches in Lagos I think he was in his 20s or 30s at the time he said ah but there is bishop so and so over there there is doctor this and that over there there is reverend doctor that used to rain a lot back then but then God said go to Lagos I don't know if there's any ministry that has the kind of global media footprint that that man of God has right now because when God really wants to promote you he does not just send you to an empty field sometimes it's going to send you to a crowded market it's going to look crowded it's going to look occupied it's going to look like no access it's going to look like they are bouncers but if you have the right friends they will say if there is no door there is a roof <laughs> I am looking for friends in my life who are tired of door level blessings door level access who are saying we will 
will carry your matter on our head for your case oh baby bobo i will carry your matter on top of my head don't forget there was no elevator but the right friends will elevate you don't forget there was no escalator but the right friends will escalate your matter don't forget they didn't have vip access but they say you are vip and you are worth superior access my god and my father i pray for everybody who's feeling alone isolated or abandoned may the lord activate destiny mobilizers a mobilizer is coming your way 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 somebody will say come let's go come let's move through this way because when you have the right friends there will always be a way he says that there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother it means that this friend is going to be deeper than a blood brother so they carried the man on top of the head and they lifted him off the roof can you imagine how difficult it was no escalator no elevator no staircase no step no ladder but they carried this woman this man on top of the roof and not only did they carry him on top of the roof they tore the roof they tore the roof Lord send us people who are willing to tear status quo for us to access destiny Lord send us people who are willing to embarrass themselves and in debt themselves because you can't tear somebody's roof and not have to pay for it friends who will say your, your progress is better than money we will have to go into debt to make sure you move forward I remove from your life demobilizing friends annoying friends weak friends sinful friends wicked friends ignorant friends may you now have aggressive friends kingdom minded friends life changing friends people who move things movers and shakers this were the real movers and shakers I feel the Holy Ghost in here they tore the roof somebody shout here the roof they tore the roof do you know what it means it means whilst they were tearing the roof some dust was falling as some people were getting decorated because this next level of friendship people will feel you're coming before you show up God will shake the school he'll move things and God says start an orphanage but there are already many orphanages well start God says write a book many books well write because I want to shake some things with your story with your perspective with your angle with your demon with your persona with your outline with your weight with your worth with your shape with your color your flavor I want to shape some things and the Bible says that they let him down somebody say friends say friends sometimes will let you down I feel like preaching the next level on the level before you have a direct access with Jesus concerning that matter is that they will let you down the same friends who carried you up can let you down the same friends who carry the matter they let you down but if they are true friends even their let down will be let up into destiny because disappointment is often the last stage before this 
appointment. I said disappointment is often the last stage before this appointment. So Joseph, your brothers will let you down. Potiphar's wife will let you down. The butler will let you down. But every time they let you down, God will lift you up. For David said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Him shall I fear. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? He said that when my brethren, they let me down, the Lord will take me up. So the Bible says they let down. Look at what it means. Whilst those who were already looking at us in the house, there were already people in the house. The house was full. No social distancing. Everybody wanted to touch Jesus. But guess what? They heard a sound. Look at somebody say they will hear your sound. They'll hear the sound of your coming. There's a sound you have. There's a voice you have. There's a signature you have. There's a flavor you have. There's a wit you have. There's humor you have. There's energy you have. There's seriousness you have. There's oil you have. There's fragrance you have. Everybody who got there before he got there, guess what they had to do? They had to look up to him. I didn't plan to preach in the first service. I plan to preach in the second service. But those who got there before you will have to look up. How do you do what you're doing these days? We're older, but we love what you're doing. We're more experienced, but show us the way. Somebody shout yes. Somebody shout yes! Somebody shout yes! Friends, stay connected. Stay connected. Some of you, the millions you're praying for is in the phone calls that you've refused to make. Friends you have not kept in touch with for five years since he graduated. They are now managers that can give you the contract for two million, three million, five million, but you're still looking for the 200,000 naira job. You're looking at the door when God has made a way in the roof. Stay connected. There are people that God has planted in a local assembly, a house, where the oil, see, I said at the beginning, your relationships are appointed. So it's okay to listen to other teachers as you're inspired, but God will never put your destiny in a teacher. He puts his now direction in a teacher. He puts your destiny in your pastor, in your father. Just like your aunt, no matter how much she likes you when you're a baby, her breast will never produce the milk. Do you dig it? But you can eat some food from her, you know. She can take you for antenatal with your mother. She can, you can enjoy her cooking. But the people that God has connected to this house, some of the business partners you need, they are inside. Inside this house. Inside. God doesn't put the kidney of your body inside the body of your best friend. Everything I need, I know you'll give. Because you're always there. Always. It's in the house. Those four friends carried this guy. He couldn't move his hands. He couldn't move his legs. 
but see it doesn't matter what you can't move if you have the right people to move you you didn't hear what I just said I said it doesn't matter what you can't move if you have the right people to move you isn't that interesting that a Nigerian man understands connection more than most people across the world but the Nigerian believer does not understand it so you'll be like, I didn't get the job because they gave people they were connected to. It's because you're not working your own connection. So the children of this world are wiser in their system than children of light. What's your first connection? Your heavenly father. If you're looking for long legs, his legs are long enough to step into any company. Long legs. How much his legs be long enough when his Bible says heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool? His legs are as long as heaven to earth. Stay connected. Femi is here today. How many of you remember I mentioned Femi? Femi's name and the voice note I did. Come, come for me. How many of you remember? Just two days ago or so. I didn't even know you were in town. Yesterday in the message. I didn't know you were in town. You didn't tell me you were in town. But this is a very good surprise. But he disappeared for a while. And then he returned. And then it told me that the reason it disappeared was because of the prophecies and declarations that we had made and the expectations that he had had and the faithfulness that he had displayed here. Playing the sax just like Dami does. Femi got a job. You know, he had a very good job with a payment switching platform. Very good job. But he got a better job in Qatar. Some of y'all are not excited. I don't mean Qatar like this. The country. Qatar. He's getting paid thousands of dollars. Maybe weekly, sir. You didn't tell me that part, but I know monthly. Thousands of dollars. Right? In Qatar. Let me just say to the sisters already catching vision. Because last week I said, look around. I said, hey, no wonder I didn't find anybody last week. This is the man. This man is taking. We're going to do his wedding in a few months, right? Say, hey, Qatar. No wonder. Every time I'm praying in tongues, I'll be in Lekota Kata, Kata, Kata. Kata, 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 Kata. I'm like, is it this chariot? The chariot that will take me to my Marriott. So I'll stop eating carrot like a parrot. Anyway, but what am I calling him? He's connected. I don't know how long he's in town for, but he's around today. Tammy's watching from Germany. Tammy traveled two years ago. Ada's watching from, the New, from New York, from the New York. <laughs> or oh, we'll catch up. Left 18 months ago. Dami came three weeks ago. He's Dami that came four weeks ago. He, he's never been at a Sunday morning gathering in Kings over three years. You only used to you know him from Bannocks from the house they are connected there is something that God has placed in this house we are this place where we are this is children's church in about a year it's children's church teens church I've seen it and you know what God is sending to us men who can carry our weight he's not just sending them to us he's sending them to you you will see a shift in your life as you're serving faithfully Femi was playing the sax here for us, never collected a dime, never. Once in a while, we might say, oh, you know what, some money for your, uh, what's it called, your event or something, or, you know, airtime or transport, once in a while. 
but the you never walk, I tell people all the time God pays well you never work for God. Those of you that are like you are still fighting about two hundred thousand naira salary. I can't make reza. I can't make atiza. I think that he was faithful. Whenever he would travel to Akure and all those places, he would call me and say, "Peter, I'm there. Please pray for me." Faithful, thousands of dollars, big boy. Stay connected. Everything that God births starts with a connection. The man connects with the woman, deposits the seed. The seed of the man goes into the egg of the woman. They're connected. The egg of the woman is in the fallopian tube. Is then Philippians tube? No, it goes into the womb, right? It's connected. There is the umbilical cord that's connected. Everything is connected. Then when the baby is born, the baby and the mother, they have a strong connection, a bond of, bond of love, connection. And listen, you cannot force connection. You submit to it. Some of you are trying to fit into friendships that are not yours. They are not working. Just let it go. They are friends that God has appointed for you. I prayed for you whilst I was praying. I said, God, please give our people friends. By the way, I'll read some scriptures in second service. You don't need too many friends. My wife knows the people that I call friend, friend. You know the big problem with our generation is Facebook that caused it. Facebook calls everybody your friend. Baba that you met, I just added you. Friend. Pepe Grinder. Found you. Ah, Auntie Vicky, you look nice. Friend. You get what I'm saying? Ah, namesake, namesake. Imagine how can technology suggest friends to you? People you may know suggest their friend. That's the problem. So, for, like me on Facebook now, according to Facebook, I have 5,000 friends. They are not my friends. I have less than five friends. Then I have other friends I call friends who are social, social friends. That person is my friend, but they are acquaintances. Receive wisdom. Receive connections. As we all come, we become more like Christ. We will not crucify one another. I will not broadcast your infirmity. I will not broadcast your weakness. I will cover your weakness. I will cover your vulnerabilities. You will not be the object of my white paper. Except it's coincidence, like what, you know, God inspires me. Thank you, Lord. Father, we give you praise. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Anybody heard God this morning? Can you put your hands together? Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.